Blog Talk Radio. mission. Um, They ring those bells (laughs) when people get married, and um, uh, they're just beautiful. So I wanted to talk today about our full power of sovereignty as a human. I mean, what does it mean to be fully in your own power as an individual? What does it mean to even have power as an individual? Do you feel that you as an individual have power to control anything and control the things in your life, to control things outside of your life? What does it mean to be sovereign? Well, actually, according to Roche's Thesaurus, sovereignty means having dominion and control over everything. (laughs) Uh, So as a sovereign person, you would be in full power over everything in your life. Because what has happened is that we've surrendered our sovereignty. We've surrendered it to the government, to the media, to Hollywood, to the corporations, to the pharmaceutical companies, and to our religion. We actually hardly have any sovereignty left at all. Government now feeds our children breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast and lunch at least at school, Government pays people to not work who have manifested all the diseases that the pharmaceutical companies have invented. People take welfare because they can make more money on welfare than they can make working. And government builds $600,000 houses for border control agents that are now just sitting empty while the common man is still struggling to pay off the mortgage on his upside-down house. I mean, the media keeps us in a state of crisis every moment with breaking news, which is always just the police report about all the rapes and murders and burglaries and child molestations and kidnappings and terrorist activities. (coughs) And the reports from the Fed about our money, you know, keeping us worried about how we're going to make it all the time. You do know, don't you, that the Fed Fed is not a part of our government because our government has submitted its sovereignty to the Federal Reserve Board and the World Bank. Hollywood now has such a lewd standard of humor. It debases every element of our society, and we support it. 
And we go to these movies where teachers are taking drugs and having sex with their students. <clears throat> and every woman's hopping in and out of bed with every man who comes along for a quick sexual fix before she's shown with the blood dripping off her fingers after killing the terrorist while the semen is still spilling out of her vagina. You go to see those movies. The pharmaceutical companies are coming up with new diseases every day. Ask your doctor how our drug can help you. I mean, who's in domination and control here? You know, our doctor used to be like a member of the family. He knew us personally, and he knew about the latest trauma that had just happened in our life, which coincidentally is when the terrible headache started. Now a government's Uh, The doctor's just an agent for the pharmaceutical company. They just prescribe a pill. There's no mind-body connection made in any doctor diagnosis today. Unless you do go to a holistic practitioner who understands that we are more than a physical body and who would try to get to the cause and core of the symptom rather than just to drug uh, drug the symptom. You know, I've wondered about the media's reports about the police report all the time. Why don't they talk about what, you know, the Senate did that day? What bills were introduced into the Senate and the House of Representatives? And what action our government representatives did for us on our behalf? Why don't they talk about that? Why don't they talk about the cities? You know, go to the mayor and Talk to the mayor and see what the city council did to help us. I don't understand this having to just hear about the last killing or the last rape or, you know, uh, and then picking up terrorist stories from all around the world. I mean, it's too much of a load for us to carry. We can't do anything about terrorism and Japan or Belgium or I mean we can't even do anything about terror we feel like we can't even do anything about terrorism here next to the people living next door to us I mean the man that parks his car next to me in my supposedly safe retirement community gated had his car stolen this week I mean it's scary Well, to begin to take back your power as an individual will mean that you will have to begin to disengage (laughs) from all of these systems of domination and control that are managing your life right now. I heard a story yesterday um, on another uh, blog talk radio show. He talked about slavery, but in this case, it was debt slavery. Mhm. There's all kinds of slavery. <laughs> and he talked about are you in debt, you know, up over your ears? Are you paying that 18 to 21% interest on your debt? Well, so to begin to take back your own life and not be a slave to anything, drugs or Uh, video games or any other area of your life where you're not in control, 
you will have to have a, an identity, a personal identity that is strong and steadfast and is able to perceive and discern truth. And in your sense of, of identity, then, to begin to stand for what you know to be your truth and then begin to speak your truth and live your truth. So how do you find your truth? <laughs> Let me just ask you some questions. Um, uh, I'm going to use the additional information about the word sovereignty that I got from Roger's thesaurus to ask you these questions because sovereignty also means unsurpassed incomparable top notch supreme matchless the champion the highest degree of excellence okay let's look at this so what do you do that is in the highest degree of excellence, that is unsurpassed by anyone else, that no one else can do as well as you, that what about you is top-notch. How are you a champion? How are you unsurpassed in your life? Can you make something that's so unique that people say, ooh, you should make these and sell them? Because I know a woman who can sew anything. Now, this woman is always on the edge of bankruptcy, but she's taken bankruptcy so many times she can't take it anymore. So she lives from one fearful moment to the next, three months behind on her mortgage, having her electricity turned off, and driving without insurance. But she makes the most adorable things for her granddaughter I have ever seen. I mean, I just know they would be a sensation on the Internet. They're so darling. <clears throat> well, another way to define sovereignty is, well, let me finish that up. So think in terms of what you do that is top-notch, that is, makes you the champion, that is unsurpassed, and where you can offer the highest degree of excellence in either what you do or what you know. Think about that. That will be part of your sovereignty, and it will help you develop your truth about yourself. Now, another way to define sovereignty is uh, in the name of or by virtue of. <clears throat> and in the Christian religion, P Christians pray in the name of Jesus or in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior or in Jesus' name because they don't feel any sovereignty of their own. So they invoke the sovereignty and the power of the name of Jesus to try to get their prayers answered. But you know what? Jesus said, don't you know you also are a son of God? In fact, he said, ye are gods, that man shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass. 
Because Jesus came here to show us that we were all sons of God with all the same powers and authority that he had. He said all of his power came from the Father or from what we could call source, the source of the energy, and we're connected to that source. You are connected to the source. Do you breathe? Are you breathing in and out right now? Well, our breath makes us a living soul. And that soul, that living soul, is connected to the source of all there is. That's where the power comes from. It says in the Bible, all power is of God. That's how we are gods, because we are filled with the breath of God. We are sons of God. And Jesus said, the things that I do, ye shall do. And greater things. Why do you think he was crucified? I mean, the powers of dominion and control had to shut him up. And since then, they have made Jesus something we are not, which disconnects us from the source. They made him born of a virgin, which made him some other kind of a creation than we are. And they made him the only begotten son of God, which makes us something other than a son of God. And the Catholic Church even makes it so people can't even directly go to God, but have to go through the priest who has to go through the Pope to get to God. All of this is made up. It's not the truth. And if you try to stand in this truth, you're going to fall. It's not the truth. We've been lied to. And Jesus said that we could be in this world but not be of it. And part of this is that we need to disconnect from the systems of this world. And it will make it so that when the full disclosure of the true true power behind those systems is revealed, and it will be, and it's not too far away, you will be standing steadfast in your own sovereignty. And you will not be affected by the revelations of it at all. Well, on my marriage ceremony, I say, by virtue of the power vested in me by the state of California, I declare that you are husband and wife. Now, that is a sovereign power of the state, which is given to me by virtue of my ordination as a minister. Now, it's always been curious to me that in a country that says, that it has separation of church and state, that it still allows an ordained minister to carry the power of the state to the people. Because in Mexico, couples get two marriages, one from the church and one from the state. Now, that's true separation of church and state. But here, you know, we have blurred lines of power. (laughs) I think that song, Blurred Lines, is making fun of the dichotomy that the young kids see today in our society. Because a dichotomy is a splitting of the whole into two mutually exclusive and contradictory groups or entities which highlights the difference between the theory and the practice of something. And the kids coming in today, they see right through these contradictions in our society. They see that everyone is saying one thing and doing something else. I mean, who walks the talk 
today. When it comes right down to day-to-day practices of each and every person, is anyone living in their truth? Because it seems to me that most people don't even know what their truth is or their truth is something that's been taught to them by the powers of dominion and control that is a lie. So, do you know what makes you number one as an individual? Do you know how you are top-notch? What would you list as the things that you feel give you value? How do you have value? How are you different from everybody else? Because each of us is a unique creation that has unique gifts and talents. What are yours? How are you using them? I asked a male friend of mine if he felt that he was operating in his sovereignty at his job, and he said no. He said he was precluded from operating in his own critical wisdoms in his job, first of all, because the legal department that keeps the company trying to operate at zero risk tolerance, which is impossible, and from other company policies and rules and regulations that really limit his scope of influence and power to do what needs to be done in his specific job. Now, it's true that corporate have value systems, And they are subject to trade-offs by decision-makers or bargaining processes. These value systems are what is called created values. These created values help to keep the stockholders and the unions happy. Corporation, it's okay in their value system to keep the stockholders and the unions happy, to lie and manipulate balance sheets. It's just the truth. He says he feels like he's always having to submit to the group rather than to be able to offer his unique abilities to do his job at his highest standards of excellence. And you know that needing to be of the group, that is a very primitive, tribal uh, type of power. Very primitive comes from the level of when of the tribes, the original primitive tribes. We're still very primitive here on this earth. <clears throat> you know, all this makes him angry. Because he says it makes him work more like a robot, that he is not in his sovereignty. And I think this is why guys have heart attacks. They're in such conflict. I did have lunch this week with one of my girlfriends, so I asked her this question. How do you value yourself? And do you feel that you operate in your own personal sovereignty? Now, she's married. She has four grown children. All her kids are out of the home now and on their own, and she now runs her own florist business. So this is what she said. She said, I felt like I was a good mother. I gave my children a foundation to allow them to go out and experience life for themselves now. She says they don't do (laughs) a lot of what she thinks they should, but you know what? It's their life. 
She's totally accepting and non-judgmental regarding her kids' experiences with their own life. And she has now established her autonomy as a self-sufficient woman. Even though she is married and her husband makes a good living, she says she enjoys running her business and making her own money. She has also learned about investing, and she's having her money make money for her. She works from her home, and she says she enjoys being her own boss, making her own rules and regulations about her business, and creating new and beautiful ways to decorate with flowers, providing services to brides, people who have lost loved ones, and making all celebrations more beautiful with flowers. She has stacks of magazines on her coffee table of ways the world uses flowers to beautiful and decorate our surroundings. And she's constantly looking for new ways to use flowers. And she recently made a headpiece and a small bouquet for me, for my bride's uh, five-year-old daughter, that was the most lovely I have ever seen. If I knew how to reduce the size of my photos to fit the requirements of Blog Talk Radio, I would put it on the website to show you. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. This woman also constantly challenges herself to stay young and healthy by participating in regularly scheduled strenuous hikes with local hiking groups. And at 65 years old, she can keep up with the best of them on those 8 to 10 mile-a-day hikes up and down our mountains here in California. The one she did last week at the beginning of the hike was a mile straight up to a landing, and then it went around and around the mountain. And she said it took her 20 minutes to do that first mile straight up. I mean, she just amazes me. She's a very open-minded 21st century woman who can consider an idea without having to accept it. She allows each person to express, and I have so enjoyed my friendship with her because I know I can say just about anything and express all of my most off-the-wall ideas. She listens and never condemns or judges me. She has her own standard of values that includes being top-notch in her field, unsurpassed, in the local area for service, delivering her beautiful flowers within hours of receiving the request. And if you would line up 10 bride's bouquets in front of me, I could pick out the one she made. It has a distinctive, uncomparable design that makes it stand out from all of the others. She and her husband have been married 35 years, and it is a second marriage for the both of them. And she has survived periods of his childish behaviors with patience and long-suffering. She has stood firm in her position as his wife, and she has allowed him to mature. Women have taken a terrible bashing for standing by their man in the face of childish or just plain stupid male sexual behavior. Women who do not have a strong sense of their sovereignty seem to take offense when their husband Uh, cheats on them and might have sex with another woman. It amazes me how ignorant most women are about the male species. I mean, sufficient to say in this discussion, some men have a monogamous gene, but most don't. 
Men come from the animal kingdom, where the system of domination and control is through sexual pursuits. Because the male animal knows that he's only going to get a female if he's the best. And the human man, who is only operating with 20 codons at this point, still feels those pulses to prove his worth sexually. And the answer to this problem is for the women in the world to unite in their own sexuality and stand together in total respect for one another. And then no husband would be able to get another woman to have sex with him if she found out he was married. And no woman would even have sex with a man until she is married. Do you know this would end all of the whoa, whoa, whoa (laughs) in the world between men and women? We've heard our whole life about the good old boys network. We need a good old girls network because this would end all the illegitimate children, abortions, adultery, mistresses, and crimes of passion. We would need to add in legalized prostitution so that single men would have an outlet for their sexual needs. And I just was thrilled to death to hear this week that our governor has finally taken prostitution out of the uh, judgment of being a crime. That's the first step to legalize prostitution, and we need it. So anyway, from my friends, uh, uh, look at, looking at herself and her value systems, I thought to myself, see just how one woman can change the world? Just my friend, the florist, standing in her sovereignty, makes a statement that eventually solves all the problems of the world. (laughs) I had a mother who taught me that the rules were for the common folk. She said that the majority of people can't think for themselves. So rules and regulations have to be made for them. But she said they weren't for us. We could think for ourselves because we knew better than anyone else what was best for ourselves. And she taught us that we could do whatever we could think. Okay, children need to be taught this type of self-confidence and personal sovereignty. So maintaining your sovereignty will mean that you will look for no answers out of yourself. It's a big statement. And you will have to check and double check everything that is told to you. We have been taught so much stuff from, from the systems of domination and control that are just plain lies. They're not truth. So there's no way for you to stand in the truth because they're lies. So never accept anything as the truth until you have checked it out for yourself. Now, there is truth, that, but it's not your truth. I mean, too often we accept the truth of others. 
somebody else finds out how to do something. They say, oh, this is what I did, and this is how I did it. And so then we think, okay, I'll do that. Well, that was their truth. It might not be your truth. <clears throat> it's not what really worked, won't really work for you the same way. <coughs> okay, now our current value system is tied to money. We value something by how much it costs or how much we get paid. But money can't be a true value system for our, for our total self. We are spirit, soul, and body. And if we were on a desert island and we had a suitcase full of money, you know, it wouldn't help us at all. Money is just a system of exchange. We exchange our money for something we want. So money itself cannot be a standard of value because it has no value just a unit of exchange. <clears throat> but if you are under the influence of the systems of manipulation and control, <clears throat> you will want to buy, wear a certain brand of clothes or carry a certain purse or wear certain tennis shoes or live in a certain neighborhood <clears throat> because someone outside of you has set these standards of value and you want to fit in. You want to look successful. So wearing certain clothes or carrying a certain purse will define you as successful. But all that really happened here is that those people got your money, and you have no real personal identity at all yet. You were hoping that wearing those clothes and carrying that purse would make it look like you were valuable. The word value means a measurement, appraisal, or estimation. <clears throat> it is a standard or yardstick by which groups assign value. Remember, the group is a primitive, primitive tribal level of life. I had a wedding several years ago at Newport Beach on a boat. <clears throat> Every single woman who came to that wedding looked exactly Exactly like every other woman. They were all skinny blondes who had had big boob jobs. They were all wearing black mini dresses and high platform heels. <clears throat> Talk about the Stepford wives. <laughs> and another time I did a wedding in Costa Mesa at the Marriott, and there was a motorcycle convention there. And here are all these men walking around everywhere in their black leather pants, their black leather jacket, their black leather boots with their beards and their mustaches, and their Willie Nelson red handkerchief wrapped around their heads. You know, when people don't have an individual sense of an identity, they merge their identity into the crowd of like-minded people. And then they feel their sovereignty in their being clones of one another. You know, for me, as soon as everybody's doing it, I want to do something else. <laughs> so think of how you would want another person to perceive you. When you meet someone for the first time, what do you want them to realize about you? What is your own personal brand? What kind of an impression do you make? <clears throat> Uh, I was listening to a program on Blog Talk Radio yesterday about a young man who calls himself an introvert, and his show is to tell how you know introverts um, are able to you know live here 
on the earth, and he said that he's always worn his hair long, and he's always been judged as a hippie. As it turns out, you know, he he's a genius geek of a person, but he said he was always judged by the outward appearance. And uh, so what kind of an impression do you make? And what do you think they will remember about you after they after you you leave? Are you always in the process of trying to become better, better at the way you look, or better at the what you do? Are you learning something new every day? <laughs> do you know why you're here? Do you know what your special gifts and talents are? Do you have a clear and performance performance based objective for yourself? and deadlines to get them done? Do you know how to prioritize and make decisions for yourself that are in your highest and best good? So let me just uh, read a list of synonyms to you for the word uh, successful. Outstanding, prosperous, strong, at the top, best-selling, extraordinary, Flourishing, out in front, triumphant, undefeated, victorious, fortunate, and the most wonderful word in the whole list, happy. Living your life in your own personal sovereignty. Not only is going to help you to be successful, you're going to be happy. And this is the core destination that every single living soul wants. That we would have everything and everyone in our life that makes us happy. Okay, I'm going to set a new value system for you. Happiness is going to be the value system that you use to activate your own personal sovereignty. Does it make you happy? Does your life make you happy? I had a teacher one time, she and she called this system the yummy yuck system. <laughs> is it yummy or is it yuck? <laughs> so that's your new value system. Is it yummy or is it yuck? So does your life represent your autonomy? allowing you to operate in excellence, performing incomparably, living virtuously, giving the maximum of your abilities, being in charge of your life. What is that, the truest part of yourself? What will be, what feels natural? It'll be a path of least resistance. It'll be easy and comfortable. Because you begin to honor the deep tendencies that have been present in you since birth, and you eliminate any driving motives from forces outside of yourself, then you will just find a natural, effortless expression. And you'll no longer need to prove yourself to others or even need validation from those other people for your survival because you'll become a co-creator with source and you manifest the fullness of who you are. You will begin to connect with your greatness and no longer to grief or sadness.
or mistakes. You'll begin to live out of your heart and become that true sentient being that you are, living sensuously with all the higher powers of sentience in operation. Clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, clair, uh, cognizant. And now, just for now, you can just start with the yummy yuck system in your thinking, being true to yourself, and only begin to choose the yummy. <laughs> One definition of sovereignty is queenly. And I remember watching a program about Queen Elizabeth during the time when Princess Diana was killed in the car wreck. It showed the queen's sovereignty in a most dignified and all-encompassing way. Now, the queen was not a big fan of Diana, and the circumstances of Diana's death were an embarrassment to the throne in two ways, actually because it showed up the infidelities of her son Charles, which precipitated separation, and then Diana's reckless and irresponsible actions afterwards that ended in the tragic car accident. So the throne was not prepared, but the throne was not prepared for the spontaneous and the excessive outpouring of the world's grief. And the queen also was astounded at the public's need worldwide for comfort. And the newspapers worldwide kept criticizing the queen for her aloofness and her unconcern. She was encouraged to hold the precepts of the throne and to stay out of it and to maintain the dignity and the authority of the crown. Prince Philip was just outraged, storming around and ranting and raving, about it, and the Prime Minister, Tony Blair, was caught between a rock and a hard place. The Parliament and the press were screaming for the Queen to make an appearance and to speak for the throne. Well, all of this laid heavily upon the shoulders of this monarchy. So the, the program showed her getting into a jeep, and she drove by herself out into the lovely lands surrounding Buckingham Palace, and she spent time by herself by a quiet stream. And she pondered, and she pondered, and she pondered. And then acting from her own personal sovereignty, she made a decision about what, her, what to do by herself, from her own deep inner wisdom. And she made an address to the nation in a dignified but very loving and compassionate way to help to bring calm to the shock that Diana's death had fostered on her people. And this is exactly how each and every one of us can live our lives. We can take all of the input from all of the sources outside of ourselves, and we can give all of that information from outside of ourselves our full consideration. But in the final analysis, we must go deep within ourselves and find our own personal truth and then act from that place deep within us 
in a dignified but very loving and compassionate way. In the middle of your body right now, between your breasts and below the rib cage, is a place known as the solar plexus. <clears throat> Just place your hand there right now. Place your hand right there and feel this place inside of yourself because this is your place of intuition and source of divine knowledge. And if you're all upset about something and being told this way and that way about something in your life, this place in you will be in a storm. You'll probably have a stomachache or heartburn or some other physical symptom going on too. So you want to wait until this area is calmed down and serene before you make any decisions about anything. Wait until this area is quiet and then place your hand there and go deep inside and ask those inner wisdoms what to do. And then you will be able to hear your truth there and you will know that you know that you know what to do, what to say, how to feel, what to be. Because this is available to you moment to moment in your life. Within this area is the wisdom and knowledge to live your life in the fullness of your own excellence. And you can live your life in your own personal sovereignty just as the queen in the fullness of your power as a valuable and valued person. 